Attack life, not others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. Hey, Steve, how are you? Doing well today. How about you? Well, I'm excited because I talked last week talking about this episode of Stranger. You know, we normally say in the kids' program, Stranger Danger, just because of the way the world is. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is, uh, you know, a stranger I met uh, when I was in Florida with my wife. And here's the quick backstory before I introduce him by his name. Is, his name is Philip. That's all I know about him. A little bit more, but not much. My wife and I are in the parking lot of a small little mall setting in Florida about ready to leave. And as we're getting in the car and close the doors, windows are closed because it's real hot, as we know, Florida. And there's this other car pulling in alongside of us, a nice black Cadillac pulls in next to us. And I glanced over and he glanced towards me. He gets out and I could tell he was a few years older than me and he gets out and he, he looks in the window. I look at him again and I thought, geez, I, I think I'm going to make a gesture that I, I want to talk to him. And uh, so well, I, I got to stop. You, Tim. I got I to stop you right there. Why? Here's my question. Why would you, why, what, what intrigued you or what was of interest? What was different about this gentleman that made you want to do that? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, and that's a, and, Excellent, excellent question. It was my instincts of his face, his look. Um, he had a slight smile on his face. And I knew that he was not a visitor there. Uh, it's just the way he opened the door and stepped out that he was there for a reason. Wasn't sure what it was, but I knew that he, he just wasn't a passerby. But the way he looked at me and I looked at him and there was a connection, Steve. And, and exactly what you needed to point out here, um, that words can't speak. You know, maybe the eyes talked. I don't know. And um, so there was some kind of nonverbal communication going on between this gentleman and you and you sensed it. But because you're open to it. Right. And, you know, as we talked last week, too, you know, about the episode about strangers of embracing them in the karate schools and teaching them and never knowing what you're going to get. You take the chance anyway. There are many who come in and you see that in their face right away. You can tell their demeanor, their body language, that they're good people. And you invest in the time and the energy. That's what you do. But there's many, and I'm not saying the numbers outweigh the good, but there are many who can come in and they have a ninja style personality that you don't know what's in the back seat, but it comes out later. And that's what we need to be careful about. And just don't shut off all strangers. Right. Use your instincts to try to figure out is, is this, is this a good chance for me to, you know, look at somebody, maybe learn something, shake a hand, talk a little bit. And, uh, and that's what we did. I rolled down my window, rolled down. That's old. I hit the button and the window went down like, like it does. And he put his down, but yet he got out of the car and I said, Hey, how are you? And he goes, what's your name? I said, my name's Tim. What's yours? He says, Philip. Well, the next thing you know, I find out he's 82 years old. He's got a good looking little beard. And, and we start talking. And I looked at him and I said, you know, this is a really interesting conversation. People usually meet for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And so I'm going to introduce this guy to you. And I'm going to ask him to tell a little bit of his life history. And I have a feeling that we're going to have more than one episode with him, Steve. Okay. But let's let it fly. How are you? Great. Uh, One of the things that interests me in what you both were saying uh, is the fact that you use the word open. Open with a degree of... uh, of uh, discernment, of course, but when I saw your face and you rolled that wonder down, I said, you know, I just got an instinct too, as we all know. Sometimes there are no real reasons for it. It just happens. But I know one thing, one of the most beautiful things in this world is free, and that's a smile. And uh, yeah. that might be all only thing that particular person, who it may be, wherever it may be, with us in the parking lot, 
it might be all they get that day that's really good and positive. So I'm not trying to be friends with the world, but I can do a part, and a smile is not a big sacrifice. It's just a smile. Uh, a little bit of background, I'm uh, clean and sober uh, of alcohol and drugs for 31 years. I didn't come into the program until I was 50 because uh, I did have all my toys, that kind of smoke screen. And one day, uh, uh, one of the things that you said, uh, Tim, that I really uh, linked on to was mind, body, and spirit. I was sitting out in my house one day, my huge home in Atlanta with all the toys that one could have. And I heard a song by Peggy Lee, Is This All There Is? And I looked around. I said, God, don't tell me it's over. I've got a great, bright lifestyle. I travel. I I'm in the fashion business, so I never had to look for the party or any other things that went along with it. But I went to AA the next day. Uh, I realized it was over, and what a joyful journey I've been on. It's been beyond anything I could possibly imagine uh, doing this process. I have two daughters by my first marriage that are both alcoholics, and I have two sons that are heroin addicts. I lost my oldest boy, my namesake, 16 months ago. He was a doctor. Uh, second youngest doctor I ever teach at NYU was a beautiful young man, too young to die. I knew he didn't want to die, but I knew there was a message there for me. And that message initially was to not pick up and use over it, which I didn't do. didn't even think about. So I, I know that's helped a few people. But there's a bigger message here for all of us when things go uh, in a way that we would hope not. Uh, they say the greater the pain, the fewer the words. And uh, I have my moments, but I'm moving on uh, because I feel like, the spirit part of me is connecting me with you guys to see where we go from here, and, and I'm excited about it. I, part of my journey is being able to work with younger men. Three of my sponsors are 30. One of my partners in our business going forward is 30, and um, he was on the streets five and a half years ago. Uh, three months ago, he just finished his master's with a 4-0. So when people can see this in other people's lives, it's a real joy because I've had the rest, and I won't say I didn't have some fun because I did. But that's not the depth of it. Happiness is not the answer because it's not enough. We have to have joy, and that joy comes from doing what we all know we need to do, but it's not always easy. Philip, I want to stop you there a second and just kind of – I think I spent five minutes with you looking through my window and you standing at your car. I think five minutes total. We drove away, right. and, and I got your business card, and my wife says, what are you going to do? I said, he's going to come on the podcast. And you know, we talk <laughs> about stories of hardship and – you know, Steve and I have been doing this for, I don't know, three years. Steve, I'm not sure how long, but About the, the bottom line is, is that we're fortunate enough to have interesting personalities on the show that, that you know, let other people know that, you know, hard times exist. And one of the things you told me, too, uh, I asked you the other day, I said, do you mind if I dig into your background a little bit? And you said, absolutely not. I'm, I'm an open book. You told me that you were getting your cocaine um, and right. you told me the history of, you know, what what was going on in your life and how... It just happened. I mean, it wasn't like you're looking for it. It was just there. And, yeah. um, you know, once you step that one foot in that dark shadow, it sucks you up like quicksand real quick. Tell the story about that, you know, just so people understand where you're coming from. Right. I was in the fashion business. I was raised with all the advantages that uh, you could possibly have. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. I uh, had a young black man living with me, and uh, we out on our deck one day, and he looked at me and said, Philip, he said, where in the world would a a 60-year-old black man raised in the ghettos of Charleston, South Carolina, be living with a 80-year-old white man who was raised with all the advantages in the world. I said, only in a recovery program. So when I used to buy my cocaine, Tim, it was on 126th Street, which is a nice area now. But back in the 70s and 80s, it was still Harlem like it is today. 
And um, somebody asked me one time, put the white southern board down up in Harlem. I said, I couldn't care less about what I was looking at. I need to get to apartment 3A, and that's all I knew. And um, I lived that life for a long time. And fast and, forward now, you're here, you're, you're 82 years old. You've got wisdom to share with everybody, including us right. and all our right. listeners. And right. uh, Steve, do you have anything, you know, for Philip that you want to that just pick his brain? And uh, do you have anything on your mind? I mean, we certainly can't do this in one episode. There are so many questions I want to ask, and I'm intrigued. For listeners, this is my first time speaking with Philip. Tim has spoken to him for, you know, a few minutes. I will say this, that Tim has been in my life long enough, and I have so much respect for him that I know uh, if he says something, you can pretty much trust it. And if his gut said to bring Philip on the show, then by all means, there's a reason that Philip, you are on the show, whether it be for us, for you, for others. I don't know, but we need to explore that. And that's kind of part of the message we always preach as well. You need to open yourself up to possibilities. Trust your gut so that you're not taken or taken advantage of, whether it be physically, emotionally, or spiritually, because there's a lot of energy vampires out there. But uh, I'm really curious about a lot. I mean, you can't just go from being a an addict and an alcoholic to um, now you sound like you've got a lot going on. What was the breaking point for you that said, that's it? Well, that's a great question, Steve. The way I could possibly say it is both my boys were down in Boca uh, for treatment about 15 years ago. I've been sober for about 15 years, but uh, I love quotes. And one of my favorites that apply to my story, like it does to so many alcoholics and addicts and really people in life is, uh, pain will teach me a lesson that pride will not let me learn. And uh, yeah. it would be relationships or jobs or whatever. And I thought I could get off the road and, and make the kind of money I was making. Uh, it didn't happen. But then I get on the phone and say, hey, Tim, hey, Steve, this is what's going on. And you would have said six words, downsize, have a nice day. But I couldn't do that. So I, I lost, uh, as we like to say in recovery, I gave away everything by my choices. Mm-hmm. So I'm down in South Florida because I want to be near my boys. And my son says, the one that's passed, uh, who was doing some consulting work for a major treatment center down there, he said, Dad, I know you need to work. Why don't you uh, let me set up an appointment over behavioral health? And I said, well, if I got a, a degree from the University of North Carolina, but it was in finance. I said, you know, to be in the treatment business, you have to have all these symbols after your names. He said, Dad, you've been clean and sober a long time. you worked with a lot of people. So I had an interview with the clinical director. He had nothing for me called me back in two days later and said, I want you to meet the owner of the company. I sat down with Don Mullaney. We talked for five minutes. He said, you're hired. Wow. I said, what for? He said, I don't know. I just want you to work here. So yeah. well, I ended up running the family program, and that's where I got started. Uh, I have to say this. Two weeks later, I get a phone call from my brother in New York. He said, why did you, I, 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 sometimes you get emotional about this, but he said, he said, why didn't you tell me what you were doing down there in South Florida? And I said, Charles, you never asked me. And he said, well, I'm not really sure what it is, but I want you to continue to do it. So I'm going to cut you two checks a year. And uh, you go about and keep doing what you're doing. So that paved the way wow. to, uh, to do that. But I'm very grateful for that. And yet, probably my favorite quote, and I'll get off the soapbox, is gratitude of that action is just a pleasant moment. I'm sitting here at 82. I take no meds. I haven't had my first cold. I give myself no credit for that, but I did give it to the God of my understanding because I feel like he wants me to continue doing what I'm doing. And that's where my mission, that's where my passion is. 
to work with others, particularly families who have no clue about what to do. Did you say the God of understanding? Is that what you said? Yeah, everybody has done. In AA, we say, uh, Steve, uh, uh, the God of your understanding as far as how power is concerned. It doesn't have to be mine. Uh, you know, Tim and I've talked about this. We're, we're, we're a little different uh, schools of thought there, but it's okay because whatever he's doing works for him, and, and what I'm participating in seems to be working for me as well. But it's got to be something more than just me, and I think that's true of everybody in life. Uh, what the guy say, my mind's like a bad neighborhood, and I'd rather not walk through it alone. You seem to have quotes in your mind that, that just come up all the time that work for you and continue to get ahead of your footsteps. And, and you right. know, this, this show that Steve and I have is, is about the mind, the body, and the spirit. And, you know, one thing I mentioned to you, too, is, you know, we can talk about the mind intellectually. We can talk about philosophy. We can talk about principles. And we can talk about the body. We can talk about the push-ups and, the, you know, the burpees and all the core workouts. And it's easy because people connect with that. Boy, you bring up the spiritual end of it, and all of a sudden, you know, I said though, years, uh, years ago on the podcast, I said, why is it okay when there's a plane crash and, you know, 100 people die? Or why is it okay for the president of the United States or whoever's in charge when some disaster happens in this country? And let's pray for these people. Let's pray. Let's reach up to our God and pray. But boy, oh boy, if you have a conversation with somebody, and especially in this podcast here, and you speak the word God or Jesus Christ or creator, yep. well, boy, it's an immediate turnoff. And I never got it because I think right. that people have to understand that we are not here alone. Like you said, you don't want to walk through your neighborhood by yourself. And right. to walk through your own neighborhood is to walk in your own brain. Life is lived between right. the two big ears. And sometimes it gets pretty scary. And to be honest with you, Philip, I don't know how people do it without a belief in faith in God. And I don't know how people get there and get to the other side of the day without praying before and having that time to understand that life is difficult and it's just the way it is. But as Steve said, there is a divine economy. It will all come around in time. We need hope, faith, and we need all the things like people like you, who at 82 years old, most people at 82 that that I know couldn't really care anymore. They, they just let the time pass, but not you. You got right. both feet into what you're trying to do. And the reason right. you do it is because it's purposeful, right? It is. And I think we're all put here for a purpose. The God of my understanding says, uh, when you and I meet face to face, I'm going to ask you two things. What have you done for my son? And what have you done with the gifts, skills, and talents I've blessed you with? I called a good friend of mine who I took some mission trips with down. He used to be a, a doctor and he got the word to come into the, to the ministry. And I called him one day, and I said, Dwight, why have I been so blessed? And he said, well, Philip, God loves you. I said, Dwight, God God loves us all. And then he said the words that apply to you and Steve and me and, and a lot of other people, too. He said simply this, to much has been given, much is required. And my yeah. young men looked at me and said, how do you do this, Philip? What about the God thing? And I looked at him with a slight smile, and I said, and I can say that because I'm 82. I said, I tried everything else, and it didn't work. Hmm. And, well, there you and, go. Said, how many people in a meeting, when, I, when I'm asked to speak at meetings, I spoke at one of those, 125 people there. I said, how many of you in here have put yourself on harm's way to the point where you should be dead? Everyone in that room raised their hands. So if you don't think there's a God, who you think was looking after you? You weren't looking after yourself because yeah. you were making stupid choices just like I was. But there's a purpose for all of us. 
We got to wrap this episode up, but we need to have Philip back on the show, not just one more time, but as many times as he's willing to join us and share his life and his experience with us. I do want to point one thing out. Philip, when I asked you if you said, did you say the God of understanding? I heard you. I heard exactly what you said the first time. Right. More or less, I asked you because... I'm not going to sit here and preach about God and the divine and our creator. I'm going to let people like you that have been led to us and appear on our show, the people that have walked the walk and they talk the talk and you've, you've been there, let you do that. And I'm more or less did that for our listeners because uh, if people tune in every week and hear Tim and I preaching about God, they're going to tune out. Like you said, Tim. Well, you know, one thing I found out, Steve, in all these years and working with all the young men that I walked to, I have found that life is like fly fishing. And somebody said, what in the world are you talking about? I said, it's all about presentation. My movement and recovery and my movement as far as my spiritual life is concerned is one of attraction. Why else would an 82-year-old man have sponsees that are that are 30? <laughs> it's 50 years difference. If I'm not presenting in a way that's attractive to them, like, Philip, I want what you have, and again, I give the God of understanding all the credit for it, then I'm out there just trying to promote myself or promote my thoughts. Uh, Oswald Chambers says in The Purpose Driven Life, he says, it's man's passion for his fellow man out of love or just to convince him of his own ideas. I mean, my goodness is created by God's goodness in me, and I go by that, and that's why I have the energy I have and the resolve I have to keep doing what I'm doing, and I'll do it to the day I die. Well, God bless you, and I appreciate you sharing some of your stories with us. Can't wait to have you back on the show in the future. Well, thank you so much, Steve and Tim. God bless you, my friend, for us meeting. And it's just, uh, it's such a joy to me because, you know, the big word is hope. And we all need it. I don't care where we are. But I agree with what you said earlier, Tim. I don't say anybody gets anywhere or accomplishes anything, has any fulfillment or abundant life without having some power in their life. That's the spirit. That is the spirit. As we end the show, again, you know, two strangers in the parking lot seem to have a lot to talk about. Thank you, Tim. Steve, you have a great weekend, and thank you all so much for having me on the show. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittenin social media creation. Steve Mittenin social media.com.